Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for the DuPage, Kane, and Kendall County unit here in northern Illinois. And I would like to talk about several things that are going on outside. Right now, we've uh, had to kind of reschedule a bit of yard work because, uh, or a lot of yard work, depends upon uh, how much rainfall you've had in the last few weeks. Uh, the ground is still pretty moist for the most part. Uh, some of the things that have happened because of that rain is that our lawns have really perked up again and are a good strong green color and are still actively growing, which means uh, mowing should continue until the time when snow flies and, it's, uh, uh, and the grass finally does start to slow down. Part of that mowing uh, is going to involve the idea of what are we what are we doing with the leaves that have come down. Uh, they've not come down all at once so much this year, but is uh, just continuously as our fall weather uh, has come along. Part of that early leaf loss was the fact that it was dry and some of our leaves fell down because of the droughty conditions. And now that we've had our had the rains. Uh, and some cold weather, now the rest of that foliage is, is coming down. So if it's on the lawn and it's not too deep, continue to mow. If you're doing the one-third rule uh, and mulching up those leaves as you go, uh, all that is left right there in the lawn and it disappears in the, in the turf blades. If uh, the leaves are deeper or more numerous, then will easily be mulched up as you do mow. A uh, couple options. One, go over the lawn again in an opposite direction. That'll make the lawn look better, by the way, and also then usually will take care of the chunks of leaves that uh, ended up through the first mowing a bit too big yet. The other option, of course, is going ahead and mowing and bagging. And once you've gone to all that effort, that good green grass full of chlorophyll and water and then the green and then the browned and dried leaves that you've collected they are a great mixture for the compost pile so that's a great uh, ingredient to use in with the rest of the material that you've been putting into the compost piles or bins uh, this fall as you've done garden cleanup so there's a couple options for how to handle leaves uh, in the lawn as they've come down again you just really want to keep mowing until uh, the grass finally does slow down or it snows or you get to so uncomfortable to be outside you can't mow any longer but keep up the mowing until the very end if you can um, when we were kind of talking about compost bins and compost piles, I also wanted to mention that uh, because we've used that lawnmower and mulched that material up pretty fine, um, that's a great way to get uh, decomposition started quite quickly. The more uh, surface area you create, if you take a big old leaf and just lay it there, it's still there next spring. But if you take that same leaf and crumple it in your hand, uh, it really gets worked on by the degradation or organisms very quickly. So by using very finely chopped up material, whether it's leaves and grass clippings, or you run your um, garden bed cleanup materials, say through a chipper shredder, or even run them over with the lawnmower with the bag and then put them in the compost pile, two things happen. One, the compost pile or bin is far less as big or as full and you've created all that surface area on those little bits and scraps of material you've mowed up and mulched up, uh, that, that's going to break down quicker, so you, it'll happen quicker. 
it'll happen better and you'll be able to put more into your compost on your compost pile or into the compost bin if you do any sort of chopping of the, and mulching of that material before it goes in the before it goes in the bed uh, when we're talking about material that goes in the compost pile and especially what comes out of the vegetable garden um, anything out of the vegetable garden that is clean uh, can go right into the compost pile uh, uh, vegetable parts, vegetable plant parts that uh, had been diseased or damaged during the season. These ought to be collected and put in the yard waste bag and sent to the curb to let somebody in a big commercial composting setting take care of that. Our composting efforts just do not uh, deal with diseased plant parts very well, and we certainly don't want to spread something around in the yard, uh, especially if it's related to the our, our vegetable production. So that's something that uh, should still go on. Um, in in a, the rest of our beds, if it's a, you're cleaning up your annuals or your perennial beds, uh, the temptation again is to just kind of yank them out of the ground and throw them in the pile or throw them in the bin. Take, some, take a moment or two and chop them up a little bit. Make the pieces smaller. Uh, you'll be rewarded um, much nicer come springtime when you see what that compost pile has done all winter long by having that all, um, having that all chopped up. Uh, so the good stuff goes in the compost pile. The disease material goes out to the out to the curb in the landscape waste bag and let somebody else handle that. So the other part of this that I wanted to cover quickly then is because we've had all this moisture, um, for the most part, we're, we've caught up in terms of how droughty we were and how far behind we were on moisture. Uh, I would repeat again, though, we have still another whole month here before winter really gets here in a hard way. And if our soils do dry out or get back to normal again, just before we take the garden hose off the hose bib on the side of the house, um, we need to think about do our evergreen, needled evergreen plants, whether they're foundation plants or the big spruce or pine or firs out in the yard, do they really need to be watered one more time? Um, all they have is the moisture they go into the winter with to sustain them all winter long. So, um, and that gets you to browned needles in the spring if they don't have enough moisture. Uh, their uh, regrowth next spring might be a bit slower because of that. So you want to make sure they're well watered. And, and, and even those large deciduous trees in your yard, um, the big shade trees that you have, we kind of think that they're good, they're on their own, they're, they've gotten this old, they must be okay. Um, watering them won't hurt because uh, if they go into the winter droughty, then, then we have some of the similar problems. We have spring tip dieback or winter kill, bud blast can happen. So think about all the plant material in your yard, just not the material that maybe got planted this spring or during the summer or late this fall. It's just a good thing to do in terms of keeping your, your entire landscape and all the plants there in a, in a healthy state. Uh, and lastly, it's still not too late to plant your spring flowering bulbs, by the way. So as long as you can dig in the ground, you can plant the bulbs. So that's another activity that you have to do yet uh, this fall, if that's something. Uh, many of the, the box stores and garden centers now have their spring bulbs uh, on clearance because um, they don't need to, don't want to hold them over. They need to be planted in your yard instead. So that's another activity that you can uh, benefit from this time of year. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. As always, a pleasure, and I'll be back again next week.